please stand with me, take your hymnal, turn to hymn number 223. Hymn number 223, we're going to sing the first, the third, and the fourth verses of Standing on the Promises. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. of Christ the Lord, bound to him eternally by love's strong cord, overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword, standing on the promises of God. I cannot fall, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all, standing on the promises of God. Tim. Well, it is uh, good to be in God's house tonight, amen, and uh, the oasis in the desert, and I uh, trust you've had a uh, wonderful uh, Christmas time with your families and sure enjoyed uh, our Sunday morning service and being able to rejoice in the birth of the Savior and uh, to think about, well, why He came for the gospel, amen, and so that we could be saved, and so enjoyed that, and uh, looking forward to tonight, Brother Jack Parker our youth director, and uh, of course about to be our uh, missionary to Japan here very, very quickly. I don't know how all that works. I guess God takes care of those things, but that's how we're doing it, amen. So, uh, But anyways, uh, he's going to come, he's going to be preaching here in just a little bit tonight. So let's go to the Lord uh, in prayer, ask God's blessing on our services, and pray for Brother Parker as he preaches tonight. Brother Gary uh, Waters, would you pray for us, brother? Amen. Why don't you be seated uh, tonight? Well, if you didn't uh, hear, uh, we uh, uh, came in uh, Christmas Eve uh, afternoon into the fellowship hall, and uh, we had a little uh, a miniature version of Niagara Falls going on in the kitchen uh, with a pipe that had burst in the ceiling, and so our uh, fellowship hall uh, was flooded as well as uh, half of our uh, gymnasium and so if you go down there uh, right now uh, we are asking people not to go uh, down there we do have things kind of combed off and it's really hard to walk through there because there's 99 fans down there so the company that has been working on uh, drying the walls out and the uh, floors and things like that uh, they have been uh, tearing things out there is stuff uh, everywhere and all of those things and so uh, if you would continue to pray for us we did uh, did meet with the insurance adjuster on Tuesday and so waiting to hear back on the insurance as far as what they're going to allow us to do whether it be repairs or uh, remodels or whatever the case uh, may be and I will certainly keep you as posted uh, or updated uh, as best I can but the reason I'm kind of starting off with that tonight is because I'm going to be making a bunch of uh, announcements tonight 
and I don't even know if we're going to be able to do half this stuff uh, with everything going on uh, over there. In fact, I just met with the guy a minute ago, and they're talking about leaving those fans going until Sunday uh, afternoon, and so we may have to make some quick adjustments to our services uh, Sunday our Sunday school classes and things like that, our junior church and stuff that takes place uh, over there. And so uh, if you would be much in prayer uh, about those things, but we are planning on uh, New Year's Day this coming Sunday, uh, starting out uh, the year right and starting it in the Lord's house and just having all of our uh, services. And I would encourage you to be here. I, I will say this, I've been thinking about Sunday morning and stuff, and I I know it's New Year's Day, and I could preach a message on re- having resolutions or spiritual goals and all of that stuff, but i got to be honest with you. I think God's a little more worthy than a flippant New Year's resolution. Um, if, you, if you don't think God's wor- more worth that, then you got some spiritual problems, amen, and uh, it's not worth making a, making a commitment that you're not going to keep through the month of February, all right? It's, he's worth more than that, all right? So we're... We're, we may touch on that, we may not, all right, but we are going to preach the Word of God, okay? And so just be much in prayer for that. Looking forward, though, to being in God's house and starting out the new year uh, and uh, serving the Lord. January the 2nd, I'll be going back uh, to school, and that's on uh, Monday, that following uh, Monday. And uh, then we begin uh, with some basketball games and things like that with our school. And so if you have kids in the school... Uh, make sure you're aware there's volleyball and basketball games on Friday, January the 6th, and then also Tuesday, uh, January the 17th. The ones on January the 6th are at Heritage Baptist Church in Lawrence at 6 p.m., and then the ones on the 17th we are hosting here uh, at 6 p.m., and again, that's on Tuesday, January the 16th, uh, and so those are the things coming up. And then also, did want to mention this, of course, in January, January the 15th, uh, which is on a Sunday in the evening service. Uh, Lord willing, we'll have our send-off service for our missionaries, Jack and Lizzie Parker, to Japan. Uh, and then there'll be a fellowship uh, to follow. And in our announcements, it is in the fellowship hall. But again, that may all uh, change. We're talking about taking over Culver's. I don't know. But uh, we, we'll figure something out, all right? And uh, looking forward to having a good time. We may just have to go over into the gymnasium uh, and do that. Uh, but we'll figure uh, something out. But either way, we are going to send this couple off in the right way. Amen. And so looking forward uh, to that. All right, if you got your prayer list uh, tonight, why don't you go ahead and uh, let's get those uh, out. And uh, let's go over those things uh, tonight. And I uh, do have, still have several families that are out and uh, traveling. Uh, and so if you would remember them uh, in prayer, I believe Seth and Christy Wisdom are traveling, as well as um, uh, Eric and uh, Phyllis Watson, their families uh, also uh, traveling and uh, taking some time away. And so thankful for that. Uh, also, if you would continue to pray for uh, Miss Doris uh, Clark. I did get to talk with Brother Clark uh, today, and they are uh, they did get her moved over to uh, a rehab facility, but they're going ahead and sending her home. I uh, talked with Brother Clark earlier this week, and basically they met and just recommended that they send her home uh, under hospice care. And so I think, you know, she's, uh, anyways, the physical rehabilitation and stuff like that, I don't, I don't know that her body's going to improve or anything, so... That's what they have recommended. And so if you would pray for Brother Gary and also Miss Doris, I know that they would appreciate uh, that. Also, if you would, add on our prayer list tonight a young man by the name of Matt uh, Watts, and that's uh, Miss Gloria Quinlan's uh, cousin's son-in-law, and uh, had a major stroke and is over in KU uh, Med. And so I know that, uh, you know, they would appreciate us praying uh, for him. And then also pray for my mom. Uh, she made it all the way to Atlanta and getting ready to take the last little leg of uh, her flight. And so pray that she makes it back. Had a great time uh, with her and uh, thankful for that. She really enjoyed it as well. Uh, also, one more thing. If you would add on there the Fellowship Hall uh, situation, I would sure appreciate uh, that. It's uh, just been very, very uh, stressful. Anyways, so I don't really want a nurse taking my blood pressure right now. They'd probably have me on all kinds of medication. So <clears throat> anybody got a prayer request or an update or anything like that uh, tonight? Okay, Brother Steve Parker. Yes. 
Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Mercy. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's a blessing. Okay, so that's Dennis St. John, so that's a blessing. So he's in the first column almost about halfway down there, and so uh, we can take him off. And if you would, um, uh, pray for Jody Moore, that's Miss Carolyn Moore and Mike Moore's son that had a uh, brain aneurysm and ended up having a seizure, and they found it. So he's got an appointment with KU on uh, dealing with that. He was actually here Sunday morning, and so thankful that he was here and got to preach the gospel to him. So that was a blessing. All right, anybody else tonight? Brother Will? Yep, I'm glad you mentioned. Okay. 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 All right. So continue to pray for Brother Will Kennedy. I'm glad uh, he mentioned that. It's one of the things I uh, forgot to mention tonight. But uh, praying for Brother Will with the hernia situation. But uh, kind of scared to mess with that with the liver uh, situation. And so just pray. When is the specialist appointment that you have on that? Do you remember, Dina? Okay, so that's on. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, so let's pray for these appointments coming up tomorrow and then January the 20th. So absolutely. All right, anybody else tonight? Ms. Sherry? Yes. Yes, I did. I yeah, because you had said he was had surgery and was doing really good, and so I took him off about a week later. Wow. Okay, I took him off too soon, didn't I? Praise the Lord. Okay, so that's Don Swearingen, right? Okay, so we'll get him back on there. I get a little ADD, and it gets the better of me, you know what I mean? So, All right, so let's remember him in prayer, though. Absolutely. Okay, anybody else tonight? All right, Miss Melanie? Okay. Okay, so you are going to be moving tomorrow, is that correct? Okay. All right, so let's pray for Miss Melanie. And we've been praying for the housing situation, and so thankful to hear it looks like that's going, going through. So that's a blessing. All right, let's go ahead and have our men uh, come tonight. <clears throat> Man, I'm going to ask my son, uh, Luke Stewart, if you would uh, pray for us uh, tonight.
if you would please stand with me. Uh, once again, take your hymnal and turn to hymn number 377. We're going to sing all three verses. Set my soul afire, hymn number 377. <clears throat> Set my soul afire, Lord, for thy holy word. Burn it deep within me, let thy voice be heard. Millions grope in darkness in this day and hour. I will be a witness, fill me with thy power. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. Make my life a witness of thy saving power. Millions grope in darkness, waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. My soul afire, Lord, for the lost in sin. Give to me a passion as I seek to win. Help me not to falter, never let me fail. Fill me with thy spirit, let thy will prevail. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. Make my life a witness by thy saving power. Millions grope in darkness, waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. Set my soul afire, Lord, in my daily life. Far too long I've wandered in this day of strife. Nothing else will matter but to live for Thee. I will be a witness, for Christ lives in me. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. A witness of thy saving power. Wonderful singing. Go ahead and get your uh, remain standing, get your Bibles out ready for the message. All right, Brother Jack, come on ahead tonight and uh, preach the word, brother. So. Amen. Going to be in the book of 1 John tonight. 1 John chapter 1 tonight. Always thankful for the opportunity to preach, even when it's home and it's Thinking about getting to preach a lot of different places that aren't home here in the near future, I, I certainly don't take this for granted. And I'm thankful you all allow me to preach. Pastor allows me to preach. Enjoy getting to do it and looking forward to it tonight. Uh, First John, it's a book that's been on my heart a lot, especially going into the new year. I'm 
Uh, we're starting this series on Sunday mornings and teens here. I'm very excited about this book, and, and so much of it deals with, with simple yet at times very challenging subject like walking with God, a walk with God. And really, that'll be kind of the core idea here tonight. And uh, so much so in the, the preparation and studying of the book, the, this passage, uh, I know I've certainly needed it, and I'm sure if we're honest with ourselves, we all really need it tonight. And I hope that it will challenge you as well, because I think it's what all of us need. It's really what we always need, to, to have a personal walk and relationship with God, with God. All right, let's go ahead and read here verse number one of 1 John 1. The Bible says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This, then, is the message which we've heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Lord, come before you tonight. Lord, thankful for Your Word, thankful for the opportunity to preach it. Lord, I pray that Your Word would be clear tonight, and Lord, that each of us would be challenged to, to walk with you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can be seated there, folks. Thank you for standing. I think it's a pretty incredible thing that the God that we serve, the one true Creator God, desires to have a personal relationship with us. And I love how, how personal John is makes it here in the, this book and in this passage. And, you know, there's so many people all over the world, and we'll, we'll get into this more tonight, there's so many people that have routine religion. They have routine. They have religion. They have routine. They go through the motions. But, but we have an opportunity to have a relationship. And there's a huge difference between being religious and having a real relationship with God. The one true God, to have a relationship with Him. And really, that's so much of the challenge that John is putting forth tonight. That there is a difference between walking with God, the, the physicality of it. I love how he begins, that which was from the beginning. It's very similar to John chapter 1, painting that picture. That in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He describes it which we've heard. They've heard it physically with their, their ears that John's comparing it here to their time with him. They've heard it. We've seen with our eyes. We've looked upon. Our hands have handled of the word of life. It's a physical thing. It's tangible. It's real. And a lot of this we'll, we'll get into more in a moment, but this idea here that's core of the to walk in the light from verse number 7, that if we walk in the light, not the darkness of this world, because we do live in a very dark world. Very dark, dark world, a lost world. A world in need of the light of Jesus Christ. Not in the darkness that we may want, if we were honest with ourselves, or at times that our, our sin nature craves, but to walk with God because He is light. There's no darkness in Him. To be excited about what he's excited about. To desire what he would desire for us. To have that walk with him. So much tonight. It's, all, it's almost overwhelming. Like, where do we start? The eternal living word of God. The desires to, to know you. To spend time with you. To, to have a, a real 
relationship with you, and that we can. We can. I think about, and again, so much of this thinking ahead toward, toward missionary work, the, in Japan, so much of their religious practices, it's just routine. It's just routine. They just, it's going through the motions. Walking up and clapping your hands so many times and bowing so many times and doing the same things that you've done for generation upon generation because your grandma made you and your mom and dad made you. It's just routine. You've just always done it that way. You may not even know why you do it or the reason that you do it. You do it just because you're supposed to. Everybody's doing it. It's just part of life. It's just routine. There's no relationship. It's just routine. It's just routine. Even the gentleman that I was with today training talked about not being a very religious person. And really that religious routine is what people think of. Go to church, go home. Go to church, go home. You sing the songs. You have this list of do's and don'ts. And as long as you're doing that, then you're religious and that's it. Check your boxes and move on. It's just routine. But what John's describing here is very, very real. That which we, we've seen, we've seen it, we, we've heard it, our, our hands have handled. I love that comparison. It's like how we, we shake hands. It's a real, tangible thing. We think about the Apostle John. He, he was close to Christ. He was the closest disciple. He physically spent time with him. John, maybe more than any of us, understood a, a physical personal relationship with our Savior. That's the comparison he's making as he's writing these words. The things which we've seen, the word of life, that which was from the beginning, the eternal living word of life. I've seen it, heard him speak, listened to his teaching, his, his love and the light proclaimed for all to hear. We've handled grabbed him on the arm, shook his hand, hugged him, spent time with him, handled the word of life. For the life was manifested. He, he gets into some pl plenty of doctrine here as well. That, that life, the word of life, the one true living God was manifested in the flesh, Jesus Christ. For the life was manifested. We've seen it and bear witness proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not a made-up fairy tale. It's not a story or a spirit. No, I saw him. I saw him. We bear witness. We've seen it. We've heard him. We show unto you that eternal life. The real, living, breathing word of God was manifested in the flesh for all to hear. It's real. He was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we've seen and heard, all of that, that word of life, the real Jesus Christ, that is what we declare unto you. Why? So that you can have fellowship. So that you can know Him. That you can know Him. He got to walk alongside Him, to hear Him preach and teach. They had a part in that. So that we could know Him too. Because He gave them the challenge, the charge, to not keep it to themselves but so that others could have that same real relationship with God to hear the true gospel of Jesus Christ so that people can be saved. That it's not just religious routine. This is real stuff. This is real stuff. There's no greater joy. There's no greater life lived than one lived for God. This is real stuff. That which we've seen and heard, that we have fellowship with Him and that we declare it unto you so that you can have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship, it's with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. It's so that people can know, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family, your friends, the, the cashier at the store, your waiter at your restaurant. It's for everybody that that life was manifested, that Christ came, was born, lived a perfect sinless life, and shed His precious blood on the cross of Calvary, and He lives again so that all can have eternal life by believing and trusting on Him. It's not limited or restricted. What an opportunity we have to share it. That's what John's declaring 
Because until you've trusted Christ as your Savior, you won't have that fellowship. You can't have a, a relationship with somebody you don't know. You've never met. And these things write we unto you, verse 4, that your joy may be full. Your joy. I love the, the way he describes it as that your joy may be full. Filled. Overflowing. There's nothing better. It's like it, it can't handle anymore. I remember terrifying the teenagers one time because we talked about an uh, abundant joy. So I had a cup of water that I filled all the way to the top, and then I just kept pouring it and got water all over the floor. They didn't expect that. I didn't even expect that. I just kind of made it up on the spot. But the illustration worked. We had to clean it up after class, but it was worth it. I won't do that on the carpet up here, but I thought I'd tell you about it. It was, it was real cool, I promise. It was full. It's like when you fill your coffee mug a little bit too full and you have to make the decision, do I try and do like the awkward slurp when I know it's probably going to burn me or do I try and carry it to my chair or my desk and risk spilling it on the floor or on my hand? You know, it's just, it's full. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just bad at pouring coffee. But I know what I mean. It's full. It's full. It's overflowing joy. That kind of joy that John's describing, it only comes from a relationship with God. Full. Can't handle anymore. There's nothing better than that. It, it doesn't come from money. It doesn't come from pleasure. It doesn't come from the darkness of this world. It only comes from walking in the light. You know, there's nothing better than to see that coworker finally come to church. I remember the first time, his name was Chris. He worked with me at the, the clothing store in the shopping mall. He was the first coworker I'd ever invited, and he actually came. And he came more than once. The family member that finally decides to listen to you for once as you present the gospel. After doors being constantly slammed in your face on visitation, to finally have one stay open a little longer and listen. That in the midst of all the crazy children at Vacation Bible School, there's the one that goes back. And that doesn't just go back because that's where they think the snow cones are. No, it's because they heard the gospel and they understood it. And that they recognize that even though maybe they're six, seven, eight years old, they're sinners in need of a Savior. That they desired to have that fellowship, to have a personal relationship with God. There, there's no greater joy than having that. And what's incredible is that they too can have that joy. They too can have that joy. We don't, have to, we don't keep the joy for ourselves. Aren't you thankful that, that John and so many others were, were here tonight because they, they shared that full joy? And as we get closer and closer here to verse 5, this, John's been kind of building to this. If we, if we look at it here, he's, he's talked about Christ, the, the manifested living word. He, he's built that up. He's made clear this idea of this real, tangible relationship with God, that it was manifested. We've seen it, felt it. The eternality of God, the fellowship with the Father and Christ, the fullness of joy. But verse 5, he says, this then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. God is pure holiness. It's his primary attribute is his holiness. We... So many times people have asked me over the years, to what, what's heaven going to be like? I don't know. We don't know. You know why? Because I'm a sinner. Even if it, it told me, I couldn't even under, we couldn't even understand it. Because the most amazing, wonderful, pleasurable, awesome thing we could comprehend is still through the lens of wicked, sinful flesh. But God and the place where he dwells is pure and holy. We can't even fathom what it would be like. God is light, pure holiness. He can't have darkness in him. It, he, he's the essence of light. There's no darkness, no pollution, no sin, nothing. Just pure holiness of God. 
And that's hard for us to fully grasp, and we, we really can't, but that's the picture here, that God is light. You know, even in this room right now where the lights are on, there's still shadows all throughout it. There's still little dark spots where the light isn't there. God's not like that. He is light. There's no shadow, no dark spots. He is light. He is pure. Because I think it's interesting, and maybe it's just because I'm a little bit of a nerd, but darkness, scientifically, is the absence of light. You can't make darkness. You just take light away. It's the same way that your refrigerator works. You can't make cold air. You take the warm air out and keep it out. God is light. There's no darkness. You can't have both. You can't have light and dark existing in the same spot. So if God is light and there's no darkness at all in Him, well, He makes it pretty clear in verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. To say that, oh, I walk in the light, oh, I have a walk with God, but we really walk in darkness, we lie. God is light. We can't be in darkness and light at the same time. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't serve two masters. You can't walk in the darkness of this world and be walking in the light at the same time. Oftentimes we speak about Spiritual darkness is places in the world with, with no gospel, with no churches. And that's certainly true. I think about mission fields all over the world. We've had many missionaries throughout this year. I think about places all throughout Japan where there, there's no gospel preaching church. From the research I've done, other missionaries I've talked to, there are portions of the country that have no church ever, ever. It's hard to comprehend in the United States where we have churches all over the place, a, a history of the gospel being present. There, there's, a, there's a general biblical knowledge that even people who've never been in church understand. Everybody knows Noah's Ark, David and Goliath, the Christmas story of Jesus being born. But could you imagine a, places throughout this world where they have no concept of that? None. Nothing. We so often just take it for granted that, well, everybody knows that story. No, that's not true. They don't. How will they hear if we don't tell them? Places in darkness that need the light. Places that are just going through the motions of religion. Going through the routine and practices over and over and over. There's no light. There's no relationship. Just blindly going through the motions in the darkness of sin and idolatry. They don't know God. They walk in darkness with no joy, no hope, no peace. But what's really scary tonight, folks, is that can be just as much true here as it is anywhere else in this world. Just the darkness of routine and routine and going through the motions. Well, I got religion, but is that as deep as it gets? Because if you're not walking with God tonight, folks, then if we say we have fellowship, but we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. There's no in between. There's no juggling both. You either are or you aren't. Light or dark. Walk with God or not. Because many say they have fellowship with God, but don't really walk with Him. To say one thing and do another, I mean, that's the definition of a Pharisee. To know all of the religious rules, to be able to stand up and boldly proclaim all of the rules and how much better and smarter and more spiritual you are than everybody else, but to have no genuine relationship with God. That's the Pharisees <laughs> by definition. It's exactly what they were. They had all the rules, but they had none of the relationship. They missed it. They missed it. Oh, sure, I read my Bible sometimes. Yeah, I, I guess I pray once in a while. I'm, I'm at church most of the time. 
But you know, sometimes even if we, we do all the right things, but just start doing them out of routine, we can stumble and fall in the darkness, lying to ourselves, convincing ourselves that we're doing just fine, that we're good enough, when really we need to humble ourselves and have a genuine, real walk with God. Not try and play both, not try and have both ways. We need to be walking with God. God. Because verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, walking with him, we have fellowship one with another. There's joy. When we walk with God, everything else in life falls into place. Because when we have a right relationship with him, we have right relationships with others. When we're walking with him, there's joy. There, it's full. There's nothing better than that. And we need it each and every day, folks, just as much as people in Japan or Cambodia or Africa or China or wherever. We could start naming every missionary in every country that we support in here tonight, folks. Our family needs it. Our, our friends, neighbors, co-workers, people. And then when our relationship with God is right, like what John said, this we declare unto you. When we have fellowship with him, we declare it unto you so that you can hear the gospel, that you can be saved, and that you can have a personal walk and relationship with God, and that it can keep going and keep going and keep going. When we're walking in the light, we have a desire to share that light with others. People need the gospel. To walk with God, first of all, you, you have to be saved. You have to know Him. We've established that tonight, that that's step one, and it's the most important step that any of us can take in life. To trust in Christ as Savior. That's why missionaries go. That's why we're here tonight. To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that people can be saved. And then begin to grow in their personal relationship with God. To be faithful. To be obedient to Him. Because we preach so often about having a walk with God, a walk with God. Okay, well what does that mean? Be faithful. It's like any relationship with your spouse or a friend. You kind of need to talk to them. Probably want to spend time with them. I know this is hard for some of us, but when they talk, you, you listen. Sometimes we like talking, but listening is kind of important in most relationships too. To listen. To be here. To be faithful. Because he wants us to be here. To serve. Finding ways to get involved. To share the gospel. To go. Share the gospel with others. That's for everybody. Not just people called to Japan. That's for every single one of us. It's kind of cliche at missions conferences to say, we're all missionaries. <laughs> but it's true. You know that there's people that you know in your life that your pastor will never meet. That I'll never meet but they know you. They may never set foot in a church, but they know you. They've met you. Just like the gentleman that I was with all day today, he told me many times, yeah, I'm not really religious. He wasn't really interested in talking. I might be the only person he ever meets that is. That person that you've sat by for years, that you've lived next to for years, you might be all they've got. Don't miss the opportunities. Don't miss them. Finding ways to get involved, to, to love on people, to care about people. It's all part of walking with God. I think about it as like walking with my daughter, who is two and kind of insane. When she's walking with me, it's sweet and it's nice, you know. I'm pretty short, and Jalen's just tall enough. We can pretty comfortably walk next to each other, walk to the car or walk across the street or walk in the store, and it's really great. But you guys know how most two-year-olds are, and especially mine at the stage she's at right now, and we were all those two-year-olds at some point, that when mom or dad's trying to get you to walk with them, all they want to do is run the other way. They see, oh, oh, Jalen will be like, I want to stick that rock in my mouth or pick that up or run on the other side of the fence or run over here. And you're like, no, come back, come back. How often do we do that with God? 
Whereas he, he desires to have this personal walk and relationship with us, to walk with him day by day, step by step, reading his word, being faithful to church, praying, seeking his face. And yet we so often say, but Lord, I want that promotion. But Lord, what about that person? But Lord, what about this house? What about this car? What about this bill? I don't know if I can handle that. You, you stay there. I'm going to go figure this out. What about when the entire church kitchen flooded, Lord? I I need to figure this out over here. Whatever the situation may be that comes up in life, God desires us to walk with Him. Instead of being a toddler that runs away, distracted by the cares and darkness of this world, desiring what we want, to trust in God and walk with Him. All that other stuff out there, I don't got to worry about. I'm just going to keep walking with Him. Because when we walk with Him, everything else falls into place the way it should. To be faithful, trust Him, to read His Word, to pray. Are you telling me tonight that the application is read your Bible, pray, and go to church? Yep. It'll preach. It'll keep preaching. I'm assuming that that'll probably come up in Sunday's message. I haven't read pastor's notes or anything. I never do, but it's probably in there somewhere. He may not even have read them yet. I don't know, but that'd be a good thing. Take that down. Read your Bible, pray, go to church. Amen. We kid, but it's true, folks. It's true. It's true. To walk with God. Because when we're walking in the light, our fellowship's right. Our relationship with others will be right. That's when we'll love the light enough to share it. This then declare we unto you, that your joy may be full. Because the darkness of this world is cold and lonely. And as much as our our flesh and our sinful nature desires at times to go play in that darkness, it always hurts us. We need light. Isn't it incredible that how we need the sun, we need warmth, We need light. We need it. But we have the light. And there's a dark world out there that we can share it with. Whether they're in Hokkaido, or they're in Olathe, or Gardner, or wherever you work, to walk in the light and to share the light. Let's all stand here tonight. Lord, I come before you tonight. Lord, sure thankful, God, for your word. Lord, thankful for...